BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Zhang Wenhong. How to beat COVID-19 with smarter zero-COVID policy. By Zhang Wenhong. Published in Caixin Global. Read to you by Cliff Larson. The fight against COVID-19 has reached a new stage. We must avoid adopting a one-size-fits-all approach to prevent large-scale COVID-19 resurgence. At this stage, the main metric will be the cost-effectiveness of the fight against the pandemic. That means we must hit the desired target and at the same time avoid a single approach aimed at eliminating all cases at the cost of normal life. Following the splendid closing ceremony of the Beijing 2022 Olympic Winter Games, the Winter Paralympic Games opened as scheduled. The National People's Congress and the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Congress, CPPCC, the annual two sessions got underway. Though many regions in China have reported additional imported and locally transmitted cases, the pandemic is under control nationwide. Shanghai reported 1,243 imported cases in the first two months of 2022, accounting for 38% of the national total over the same period and about 80% of the city's total over the past year. Meanwhile, some locally transmitted cases were reported, posing an unprecedented challenge to clinical treatment. I spent most of my time studying how treatment can prevent the rush to withdraw medical resources. In addition, I worked with experts across the country on various measures that should be taken in response to adjustment of the existing control model and on possible challenges to clinical treatment. What follows are some of my ideas for your consideration. Clear near-term targets for the control and prevention of COVID-19. During his speech to the Inner Mongolian delegation at the two sessions, President Xi Jinping, General Secretary of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of China, stressed that we must keep the bottom line to prevent large-scale resurgence. This is clearly China's near-term target for the control of COVID-19. Imported and locally transmitted cases may well be likely to occur, but our target is always to keep the spread of the pandemic at a very low level. If large-scale resurgence does not occur, and there's no rush to withdraw medical resources, we can ensure a normal life for people through targeted prevention and control. The general policy is clear. We will keep the bottom line 
and prevent the resurgence of COVID-19 under whatever policy we pursue. Shanghai and Hong Kong experiences shed light on core technologies. Recently, we've been summing up our experience with experts of the clinical treatment team. We discussed schemes in response to large numbers of imported cases and a combination of imported and local cases to ensure sufficient medical resources and successful treatment are in place. The teams analyzed 2,266 cases that occurred in Shanghai over the past six months, finding that 94% of the patients were inoculated. Thanks to such a high rate of vaccination and sufficient medical resources, none of the cases became severe and no one died. What's important is that we've re-clarified the strong association between inoculation and the incidence of severe cases. After two shots, a certain proportion of infections still turned severe and required oxygen therapy. After a third booster shot, however, the incidence of severe cases decreased to 0.1%, and no critically ill cases appeared. Meanwhile, we keep a close watch on the fight against the pandemic in Hong Kong. The epidemic prevention team there has worked closely with the support team from the mainland, applying all kinds of effective core anti-epidemic technologies like inoculation, graded diagnosis and treatment, and expanded testing. Since the fifth outbreak in Hong Kong, 1,561 patients have died, 94.7% of whom were aging Hong Kongers, and 91.3% of whom had not received all three shots. Patients who received two shots died at a rate of 0.04%, whereas those who had not been inoculated at all died at a rate of 1.25%, a pace 31 times higher. The death rate among Hong Kongers over 80 who were not inoculated was as high as 8.6%, dropping to 1.57% among those who had received the first two shots. Patrick Nip, Secretary of the Hong Kong Government's Civil Service Bureau, said the vaccination rate among the elderly increased significantly so that 51% of those age 80 or older are vaccinated. More than 78% of those ages 70 to 79 are vaccinated, and more than 88% of those ages between 60 and 69 are vaccinated. Of the whole population, 78% have received a second shot. Nearly 2 million people received booster shots. The deployment of vaccine strategies for future pandemic prevention will be all important. The recent containment measures in Shanghai, Hong Kong, Singapore, and New Zealand have proved the significance of vaccination. As long as this vaccination trend is maintained, coupled with good medical triage system, the worldwide breakaway from the pandemic is predictable in the future. 
characteristics of recent countermeasures in different parts of China. Recently, a cascade of domestically transmitted cases has emerged across the country, compounded by a wave of imported cases, which poses a severe test. We have entered a second stage of pandemic prevention. During the Shanghai Two Sessions in January, members of the Shanghai Committee of the CPPCC and deputies of the Shanghai Municipal People's Congress discussed these tests and fully communicated with health authorities. All sectors of the anti-epidemic forces had already made a comprehensive arrangement for countermeasures to be taken later, including quarantine rooms, epidemiological investigation, nucleic acid screening, and ensuring material supplies in quarantine areas. District governments in Shanghai also made specific plans. As the control and prevention of COVID-19 have entered a critical phase fraught with tough challenges, the dynamic zero-COVID policy has been implemented more thoroughly. The dynamic nature is reflective of greater wisdom and diversity in governance. Local enforcement of the dynamic zero-COVID policy may vary with local conditions, as it mainly depends on the goal and cost-effectiveness of prevention and control. In particular, the unavoidable lockdown of some organizations during the implementation of the dynamic zero-COVID policy, including hospitals, schools, and malls, has had some negative repercussions across society. Some people who feel panic complain about this measure. Their reaction is normal. At this new stage in the fight against the pandemic, we should not only avoid a one-size-fits-all approach, but also avoid large-scale resurgence. The cost-effectiveness of our battle against the pandemic is the main metric. How to achieve the goal of containing the pandemic and, at the same time, avoid taking an approach that disrupts people's normal lives will be our top priority. In addition to medical science, epidemic prevention and control also depend on management science. If the local government sees containing large-scale resurgence as the standard for its work, the dynamic COVID policy will be more accurately implemented. During the next stage, the local government should strive for scientific and accurate prevention and control to take optimum measures in every aspect of the normalized pandemic response to produce the best effect at the lowest possible cost. Tracking of the pandemic in Shanghai this time around showed that China's epidemic prevention will face greater challenges as many other countries ease prevention measures. In view of the spread of COVID-19 in Shanghai, the local medical staff in charge of epidemic prevention are trying to beat the fast-spreading virus in the spirit of no delaying and slacking. If the local government wants to take targeted prevention and control measures, and minimize the impact on people's lives, it must make every effort to keep high-risk populations under control, 
screen and monitor secondary close contacts and gradually cut the chain of transmission. With patience, we can eliminate its spread through dynamic tracking. The race against time with the virus is a most arduous process. Cases may continue to emerge in areas under supervision, and some cases may be spotted outside the control area. However, things will improve after a new dynamic zero-COVID policy is promptly introduced. Two years have passed since we started our battle against the pandemic. To avoid using a one-size-fits-all approach has also been a part of pandemic prevention and control. At this stage, pandemic prevention teams face challenges to minimize the impact on people's daily lives and curb the transmission of COVID-19. As the pandemic has spread globally and might persist for a long time, we aim at reducing the fatality rate to zero and strive to get back to a normal life. I was glad to see that with the hard work of the pandemic prevention teams in Shanghai, Day and night, at the most crucial stage, the whole city ran normally, except for the lockdown areas where life and work were partly influenced. To further improve the living conditions and experience of people in the lockdown areas is definitely worth exploring and researching at the next stage. Tomorrow will be kinder. At present... China is encouraging people to take the booster dose of the vaccine while also implementing and optimizing its vaccination strategy and arranging the clinical research on antiviral medicines. China's capacity for pandemic prevention keeps improving and advancing. Furthermore, the vaccination strategy will be perfected and the medicines that have entered phase three of global clinical research will eventually succeed. The expert teams of the Shanghai Public Health Clinical Center are taking the lead in domestic and global clinical research on China's independently developed antiviral medicines. Meanwhile, other major clinical Chinese research teams are also making progress. We are breaking the dawn in the battle against the pandemic. The influence COVID-19 has over our lives is shrinking. Relying on China's biomedical research achievements and the governance capacity of the Chinese society, we must achieve the lowest fatality rate and set forth on the innovative road leading us back to normal life. In 2022, we will continue our pandemic prevention and control with peace in mind, determined to create a better future. Zhang Wenhong is a Chinese doctor, a member of the Chinese Communist Party. He's the director and party branch secretary of the Department of Infectious Diseases at Huashan Hospital, affiliated at Fudan University, the director of internal medicine department at Shanghai Medical College, and also the leader of the Shanghai Medical Treatment Experts Group, deputy director of the Shanghai Institute of Liver Diseases, and the standing committee member of the Infectious Disease Branch of the Chinese Medical Association. 
You've been listening to Zhang Wenhong, How to Beat COVID-19 with a Smarter Zero-COVID Policy. Written by Zhang Wenhong, published in Caixin Global, read to you by Cliff Larson.